doing the thing. I feel like every time we start, it's always just like you telling me like, okay, we're starting. And, I'm and like, you're like, oh. you're questioning me. Well, I just never know. <laughs> like it's, it's either you, you start it and you just look at me like, or. What? I, I never do that. You Every time you hit the start button and you're like, okay, we're starting. And I'm yeah. always questioning. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I don't know if it's the first time or a test. Oh, yeah. And you're just, and so. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Pun the dark, baby. Uh huh. Pun the dark. Um, but I don't know. I always think it's kind of funny because then when I listen back to it, I'm just like, why does this always happen? <laughs> it does always happen with the we're doing the thing. I, I could cut that. No, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. I think it's funny too. Uh, yeah, I mean, Antonio is never knowing what's going on. That's actually <laughs> so true. <laughs> you like that? Wow, so you really true. liked that one. No, it's just such an accurate depiction. Like, I think someone else said that recently. I was just like, <laughs> damn, I hate how accurate that is. <laughs> like, I kind of just fly by the seat of my pants, and it somehow works for the Seems most to be part. working out right now. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty stoked about it. Well, welcome to Therapy Thoughts. <laughs> welcome. This is episode 10. Which is wild to think about. We're doing the thing, Abby. We're doing it. <sighs> so um, cool. Thank you for, if you're listening and you've listened to all 10, thank you so much. Or if not, still thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm bad cop. He's good cop. For True. That. Yeah. I'll just say, I don't know. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Love you. Rate, subscribe, heart. True. Send us money. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, love. So. Did you have your therapy today? I did. And how was that? Um, You know, it's filled with a lot of drama. How so? Uh, A lot of it was talking about my ex. Got it. Do you want to Which, go into it? No. Okay, cool. Because I don't want, yeah, I There's don't want any like drama to spread. drama to spread. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. I'm worried for my safety. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we love that. Um, <laughs> we love an honest comment. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we don't have to talk about yeah. that. We could talk about that separately. Yeah. Um, but but yes. Oh. What? Sorry, Please. I did at the end. I was talking about how I don't think it's true, but I might have. I was like, I might have ADHD. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a common topic these days. Really? Yeah, like huh. a lot of people are saying that, but yeah. I don't think it's because it's not true. I think a lot of it is because we're just like kind of being bred that way and like conditioned that way. Um, or certain symptoms are coming out that weren't like symptoms before. Or as known symptoms uh, of it? Like of ADHD? Yeah. Um, I think part of it is just the fact that we are just noticing it more. And rather than being kids where it's like pretty normal, right? Yeah. And us being adults and we're like, oh, this isn't like healthy, but is it because of our brain or is it because of how we've learned? Like yeah. Like nature versus nurture, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little, it's hard. It's a constant conversation. Um. And at the end of the day, it's just like, it it depends on how severe it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that you have ADHD? Um, well, I was talking with the guy that I'm dating because mm-hmm. he has it, pretty sure. 
Okay. And he was saying he has all these symptoms. Mm-hmm. And he said he has symptoms of ADHD mm-hmm. that are lesser known or like a lot of times women are less are like less likely to be diagnosed. Oh, interesting. Than men yeah. or like when they're boys versus mm-hmm. girls because mm-hmm. boys are like it's conditioned to be like oh they're rambunctious they're and blame it on and ADHD. blame it on ADHD versus it. girls it's like not as not taken as seriously maybe I mean um, we can go into a whole I don't know plethora of reasons why they yeah. would diagnose women about it yeah um but we will just continue with the fact that it's focused mainly on young boys yeah so he said something about how like his symptoms are more similar to how it presents in women typically okay this was like he was talking about this like very late at night so i can't really remember but (laughs) (laughs) it's like when you're almost asleep in bed yeah we're in bed we're just like Like, oh these are my symptoms of adhd yeah yeah. it's kind of cute Like getting to know each other's psyches. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that. But he was like, well, one, it's difficult for him to like complete tasks sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's true for me. Mm -hmm. But it's not like I don't do work at work. Mm -hmm. Like if I have stuff to do, I will do it. Mm -hmm. I might procrastinate a little bit, but normally like I get my tasks done. But then like I distract people around me a lot okay so distraction i'm a distractor okay i'm not like distracted tid yeah i'm distractoring got it distracting distractoring yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have a doctorate in distractoring (laughs) good no okay so why do you think that is that a symptom of adhd i don't know (laughs) maybe that's just me I, I got none there. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's and, just the quirk of Abby. Yeah. Like I distract people uh, that I work with because mm-hmm. I'm like human. Yeah. Let's fun. Interact. Well, also extrovert. Let's have right? fun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You want it like you get energy from people and you like people. Yeah. I'm assuming you like your coworkers. Yeah. So yeah. if I like someone and I'm like, I can tell you all my like weird, funny anecdotes and stuff, then I will. Yeah. You want to play I, with them. Yeah. I just want to play. That's but, cute. Yeah. Not a bad thing. I think it's just like Abby being Abby. Yeah. Just being silly. Yeah. And uh, touching on like the ADHD part, like again, it's it's a pretty big topic now. But uh, at the end of the day, if it's not inhibiting you. Yeah. Then I think you're handling whatever it is very well. Yeah. High functioning. High functioning. It's fine. Yeah, and and not like discrediting anyone or like saying that it doesn't affect them, but yeah, I do get it. Um, like my little uh, quirks, as I will say right now, is that I wait until the last minute to do everything, like part procrastination um, and kind of late to everything, as you might know, because yeah, I'm always <laughs> like yeah, 10 you were here late, ten minutes late, yeah, as always. Um, I need to get food uh, this time. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Cool. And I try to communicate when I am late. But anyway. You uh, did. 
like I always procrastinate when I, for example, whenever I'm going on a date, like say, or have like a time and place to be somewhere, uh, to be at, um, I will try to get there like 15 to 30 minutes late being like, yo, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get there early and it's going to be fine. And then I push past that extra 30 minutes because Wait. I'm like, Oh, I have time. You're I'm, 30 minutes late to a date. No, 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 no. Like I want to get there 15 or 30 minutes early because oh, if I oh, try early. to get them early, me being late, will get there on time. Right. Mm-hmm. However, I'm just like, fuck, I have so many things to do such as like clean my apartment, like do dishes because I just wait until the last second to do all these things. And it's just like kind of annoying because I won't do them. Well, I will do them, but I am more likely to do them immediately and all at the same time. If I have like someone either coming over or something I have to get done beforehand, or I'm like leaving for a while. And when I come back, like something's happening. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. or, so it's just constantly like procrastination, then do it all, then hyper fo- focus when I'm on caffeine. Yeah. Um, which is actually a huge thing of ADHD. If uh. you t- like drink caffeine and you get hyper focused, like if you have a stimulant and you become hyper focused rather than like off hmm. a stimulant, then you're like really distracted. I can hyper focus, which is why I thought I didn't have ADHD for like the whole time. Uh, with or without caffeine with it just depends on my mood yeah it's like a state of flow Mm -hmm. that I feel when I'm doing certain things like writing Mm -hmm. and painting I I can just like get lost in that for hours and it doesn't feel like hours Mm -hmm. yeah picking up like random thing I'm not saying like ours random but like in general picking up hobbies hobbies <laughs> where did that come from <laughs> hobbies hobbies uh picking up like picking up hobbies <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, <laughs> we're just gonna move past that um, picking up like new hobbies and like doing random things and like finding out stuff and just like distracting yourself is yeah. also another sign. Like when I was a kid, I used to like learn how to juggle, do magic yeah. tricks, like paint, yeah. draw, like watch TV, uh, build yeah. airplanes, Legos. I have so many things I'm doing at once. Yeah. Like I am, I like draw, play, play guitar. Um, I'm like doing the painting, writing a screenplay, mm-hmm. uh, work podcast i had like Mm -hmm. two podcasts and like i was gonna have a third that didn't pan out but like you know i like have to be doing something at all times ceramics Mm -hmm. and i was climbing Mm -hmm. i still like work out and still make time for friends and it's like i always have to be in a state of doing a lot of things um and i have the hyper fixations Mm -hmm. every two weeks or three weeks it cycles like i have a new thing that Mm -hmm. i'm like really fixated on yeah and I like will only talk about that with people. Heard. Yeah. Heard, heard. Dude, it's so much fun to like pick up new hobbies too. It's like yeah. so easily fun. It's like so easy and it's fun and it's distracting and it's just like, uh, in, like invigorating. Um, it's always what's, what surprised me is that I've been climbing for so long and that I haven't picked up like a new sport. Um, and like, for example, I have friends that do acro yoga. I used to do slacklining. Um, it's like tightrope walking, but like with webbing instead of a rope. 
Um, what else did I do? I like wanted to get into volleyball. Definitely wanted to get into uh, pottery because that seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, you um, should. I will. I definitely will. Do it with I, me when you come back. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, fun little quirks about Abby and Antonio right there. Yeah. Good stuff. We're quirky people. We have uh, quirks. We have uh, fun little personality traits. Yeah. Oh, it's like the um, thing I sent to you where I saw someone wrote on the wall of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That I was in. It was like a bar or something in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, if you were a movie character or, oh, yeah, it's like, just think if you were a book character, people would love you for your quirks and flaws. That's cute. Yeah. I, I like, like that, that a lot. I like that a lot, Abby. It was very sweet that you sent that to me. Yeah. Um, and what a good point, too. Just like, it, it's both like sweet and endearing, but also like a little sad at the same time. Like a little pessi- If you look at it from the pessimistic point of view, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, oh, people don't love you because you're not in a movie. But in actuality, it's just like, oh, what? You, what? Wait, what? No, I'm just saying like the pessimistic point of view would be that. Oh, right? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> did you think I said that to you? No, no, no I okay. thought you were saying I was saying that to you. Oh, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. no. Uh, the the little heart that was attached to it definitely signified sweetness. Good, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, yeah. No, 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 but it's meant to be like, oh, remember that if you were watching a movie yeah. of your life, you would, like, no no changes. Yeah. People would still love it. And it's like, oh, people do watch the movie, quote unquote, of your life by just being with you. Mm-hmm. And they do love you for that. Yeah. What a great reminder, Abby. I love that shit. Yeah. And people who are boring aren't. I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, <laughs> people who people don't write books and movies about boring people. That's what I was going to say. Got it. Got it. Heard. Yeah. It's true. Um, wow. That was funny. <laughs> God. Okay. Well. I, I like making you laugh. Yeah, dude. I really do. I appreciate that. Thank God. Because. I can laugh a lot and I love laughing and I love when my friends make me laugh. Um, there was definitely a, a point in time like where I made a choice. I'm like, I'm going to laugh more like, and I just started laughing at things. I, I like find kind of funny and then it just became like more natural. To yeah. Start laughing. Cause then you become like just, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about how I started to do that more uh-huh. recently and like, Cause we were saying it's more, we find it easier to laugh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to a point where a few weeks ago I was at my friend's swearing in ceremony for like law Cute. after, yeah, after passing the bar mm-hmm. and I like laughed really loud in the courtroom <laughs> at something that like wasn't even that funny. Dude, and I was like, why am I like the only person laughing here? Oh, it was, yeah. well, it was really funny as I went to REI right before this and I was talking to Kave uh, on the phone it was just me and you know i'm on the phone i have my airpods in and i'm just talking and i like laugh out loud at everything that kave says because he's hilarious and i go i wonder what people think of me whenever i'm just laughing in the middle of a fucking building by myself and they're yeah. like, <laughs> like it happens more like more than it should even wow. when i'm not talking to someone yeah like i'll just be 
I'll just be like in my head making up shit and I'm just laughing in the middle of fucking nowhere and everyone must think I'm crazy. Well, if they see your headphones in, I hope. No, it's not even with headphones in. Like, oh, I'm just like, what? Like out and about just oh. doing my thing. And then I just start laughing at shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, me too. It's it's a little it's a little awkward, but. No, it's not. I feel. Awkward. A little, I, a little awkward. Um, I feel a little <laughs> awkward about it, but I also enjoy it because it's just like get comfortable laughing. Um very comfortable laughing so thank you for wanting to make me laugh Mm -hmm. uh what else so my therapy session today was about what was it about it was about like what i wanted my trip to be Mm -hmm. and i think she kind of compared it to um you know just like the whenever you're in a tribal if you're in a tribe, like a boy going off and doing oh. like his, like becoming a man ceremony, right? Where yeah. like you <laughs> ship him off. Not actually, but like. Are you, you becoming a man? But, <laughs> that's what I'm kind of feeling journey. like. Journey. Yeah, like, uh, have you read the book or seen the movie like Into the Wild? Yeah. And I read the screenplay. Yeah. Like Alexander Supertramp, right? My, I honestly hated both the book and the movie and I hated the character. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, but my therapist, like, equivocated me to that. Like, oh, this is your, like, into the wild. Not actually, like, me to the character, but just, like, you know, just saying, like, oh, like, this is your buildings Roman. This is your coming of age kind of deal, which I, yeah. like, kind of believe is true because, again, I haven't really left L.A. County, um, like, living-wise. Like, I've traveled a lot, but this is just, like, something much bigger. So. You got that itch. Got to scratch it. Itch, yeah. Um, like going to J tree, going to do some fun stuff and like set an intention for the night or for the entire trip. For yeah. Like the first night and like go from there. And you're going to bring a camera. Going to bring a camera. Take a photo. Take photos. Take one photo. Just, yeah, just take a photo. <laughs> take a photo. It's going to be of just one Joshua tree. I'm going to find the one Joshua tree that's in the middle of nowhere with no other Joshua trees and make friends with it. Nice. And then take a photo of it. My entire photo series is going to be like portraits of the people that I meet. Yeah. Um, and then writing, printing it out, writing a blurb of, of them on the back and then sending it to them. So with this Joshua tree, I'm going to take a portrait of it Aww, and then send, send it to like Aww. drive back and like pin it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and then uh, get arrested very... for damaging. <laughs> eh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Humanity. It's very or, into the wild of you. Exactly. Very into the wild. Uh, wow. But I'm pretty excited about it. Like, I think that that will be really fun. Uh, I think it'll be a great way to start it. Just be like, I'm going to be intentional. Talked about how I need to be present the entire time. Just, like, be comfortable being by myself. Talked about how I feel when I'm alone versus, like, being lonely. And trying to, like, see how I feel there. Get into my, um, like, get in touch with myself. It'll be good. It's good because you're an introvert too. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it is. So it, you like being alone, right? I get energy from being alone, so that's good. But I'm also very sociable. Yeah, I'm very social and sociable. But I, he, so a lot of the reason why I like didn't like being alone is because it got lonely very easily. Uh, like me being bipolar, I had depression. So I was always just like, if people aren't around me, they don't like me. 
kind of deal, right? Quality time is pretty high on my uh, love languages. Yeah. So it was just like, uh, I can also, I used to also feel alone all the time in like crowds, Mm. especially like parties where I just like want to sit in a corner and deal, just do the whole isolation thing. So I felt that isolation meant isolate, like physical isolation meant emotional isolation. Um, and that's changed a lot, but I haven't really had the chance to change the, or to like experience it on a grander scale because like I've been throwing mm-hmm. parties, I've been seeing more people, I've been making plans with more people. I've been just like on the go, like going to events by myself, but ending up meeting people. Yeah. Um, so I think like it'll be a good time for me to like just be by myself. Yeah, and I think you'll be able, you'll go out and like meet people just like you do here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you won't really be alone for that long. I agree. If, like, unless you want to be. I think that there are going to be a couple of times where I'm forced to be alone, like driving, for example. I'm going to be alone. I'm not really like picking up anyone or driving with anyone. It's like a month and a half of travel of driving with just me. And mm-hmm. I'm like meeting family and meeting friends along the way and that'll be fun. But there's going to be like a week and a half or two weeks where I just am not going to see anyone I know mm-hmm. from like Colorado. Then I'm going to like Wyoming, Montana or Montana, Wyoming, Montana, and then <laughs> Canada. Uh, uh-huh. I'll call Canada, Canada. Because yeah. They're Canadians. Yeah. Um, not Canadians, which is annoying, but. And then going all the way to like Banff, then Vancouver, then Seattle, which I finally see like the first person again, which is my brother. So from Colorado to to Seattle, I'm not going to see anyone I know. And like, oh. I'm spending like multiple days in each place. Nice. So it's going to be a lot of like alone time. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to be doing. A lot of reflection. What are you looking forward to the most? I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I want. I just... I am really excited to just be going and to not put pressure on anything. Um, one thing I am excited about is to see family. One thing I'm also excited about is to go to Banff and Yellowstone if it's open and Grand Tetons if it's open. Um, mm. I'm excited to go climbing. I'm excited to see friends. Uh, I'm excited to be putting myself out there in a scenario that I've never been comfortable with before. Uh-huh. Um, very proud of like my mental state to have gotten me here. Yeah, uh, me too. Thanks. Um, so there's just a lot. There's just a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to be proud of, and I don't know what I'm most excited about because they're all really great, and I don't want to like think too far ahead. Not future trip. Do you know what that is? Future trip. Yeah, future trip or future tripping. Like. Oh, yeah, like thinking about the future and like not being present. Yeah, and like, and it doesn't have to be in an anxious way, but just like playing things in your head, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to not do that. Um, And try to just like being focused on getting things rolling and then doing the thing. So see how it goes. See how it goes. We good. Yeah. Uh, one thing you did want to talk about, though, is you being a quote-unquote psychic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like a newer realization. <laughs> um, 
So there are like a series of things that I have realized okay. that I predicted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've always been really good at reading people mm-hmm. and feeling vibes and like energies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for, I hate this, I hate being this person, but like, I do think I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever that is, but I like am empathetic like very empathetic mm-hmm. um and put like it both put my put other people's feelings above my own like we've, we were talking about yeah um and can feel them like really strongly yeah and soak it soak it up so i can like kind of <laughs> tell what the vibes are mm. implicitly heard um so in the, so there are a series of things that happened one uh, my two friends in college okay. were just friends and we all lived in a house mm-hmm. and they started like liking each other and maybe something. I didn't know if anything had happened yet, but this was yeah. at the end of senior year. Okay. And my friend included, but other people were like, it's not going to be anything like whatever, you know, it's yeah. just going to play out and be done who after knows? college. Yeah. yeah. But I immediately was like, I knew in my bones that they would be together and that they were going to stay together and possibly get married. Uh-huh. I just had this feeling. Uh-huh. And they're still together four years later. Dang. So, Impressive. yeah. Um, With my ex, I don't know if this is psychic, but it's, <laughs> I'm feeling a vibe. Um, I talked about this before, but like the week before we broke up, I asked him if I had anything to worry about with him and his friend. Yeah. And he said no. And then he left me for her. Yeah. 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 Um, we have talked about that. Yeah. And then with my other ex, I had a dream that we broke up the night before he broke up with me and I had no other evidence. Yeah. Yeah. It was just my subconscious. Crazy. Predicting it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, What are the other ones? Oh, yeah. I was like really anxious in bed one night a couple months ago. And I'm just tossing and turning like kind of about to go to bed, but not in bed yet. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking about like, what if something bad happens, like a natural disaster or like something. And I was kind of drifting off. And then the fire alarm went off in my building. Crazy. Yeah. And it had never gone off before. Crazy. And I was freaking out. And then it went off like four more times that night even though the fire department came weird someone had been pulling the fire alarm i think but still weird weird very very weird and it keeps going oh there's more there's more there's more if i can keep going yeah sure i don't mind monopolizing no no please i enjoy this this is kind of fun all right well so then i was also really anxious one week about like a car accident happening okay within within my family i'm also always anxious about this but mm-hmm. then one day at work my mom called me and she was on the phone and she was driving and she almost got into a really horrible accident wow on the phone with me yeah so you need to not think things like that yeah cool um then it's always like negative things except for the friends getting together but then what made me really realize maybe i'm psychic is 
last week I was doing a Peloton class Mm -hmm. and with this like instructor. So ally. Yeah. Um, And I was like, she's so nice, sweet, like happy go lucky. So positive. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was remembering our conversation Mm -hmm. from last week about how like a lot of times the brightest people on the outside are going through like the worst times on the inside. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm, I wonder, like, what if something bad happened mm-hmm. to her? Mm-hmm. Then literally the next morning, I saw, I went on Instagram and was just scrolling. And I saw that she posted, I don't even follow her, but I think it was, like, someone I follow that's a Peloton instructor posted about her. Mm. And they said that she just shared she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. And, like, had gone through like all this bad things with like chemo and surgery mm-hmm. and that her best friend had also died in some other way. Wow. Oh my God. And I was like, what the fuck? I just thought it was the same Peloton instructor. Wow. So then I was wow. like, I'm psychic. Okay. Right. Well, please don't think about me in any negative ways, please. I know. Please. Especially while I'm on this trip. No, I'll only think positive thoughts. I love this. Thank you so much. Um, positive manifesting for you to have a really safe trip and a happy trip. Thank you. Uh, but very scary. I don't like these things. Yeah. Um, very happy that a lot of these seem to be like near, like almost true, right? Yeah. Uh, I like that. Yeah. <sighs> that better than it being the whole thing, right? But very, very scary and intense. Must so one time I heard that someone was like, "Oh, I I felt like a psychic, but I also felt responsible for these things." Do you ever feel that way? No. Cool. Good. Just kind of like what? Why? Like these are really weird coincidences, and uh, yeah. my anxiety is like like predicting the future mm-hmm. because I feel energy somehow, like the vibe. Energy is a thing, dude. Don't know, like, how else to say it. The world speaks to you. Like, that was actually really interesting. My friend, uh, my friend who went to, I forget what part of the world. I want to say, like, some part of, of West Asia, um, or Eastern Europe. I forget where. Um, but they were talking about how they were there and how everyone was super sweet and caring. They actually have a role where they can let you stay in their house and like they offer for you to stay in their house and they give you three days before they can ask why you're there. Um, Mm. Yeah. And it's like all these different things and they just go, you can hear the world, like the earth speak to you. Like you can just feel it. And I've, and you know, there's like different dramatizations, dramatizations, dramatization, dramatizations. Mm. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Words. Uh, Letters specifically, but uh, like there's specific things that you can just kind of pick up. And I fully believe that everyone is connected in some way. Right. Yeah. Like there is some something that connects us, whether it's just like energy or or wavelengths or particles or whatever. Right. I mean, we all come from the same atoms, basically. Like there's not really that many new. Uh, materials or elements that come into the earth like the only yeah. time that we really have that is through meteors so yeah. everything is just coming 
like reborn and reused. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Exactly. Um, or matter or whatever. Both. And I was just at Griffith mm-hmm. Observatory and I saw mm-hmm. like the planetarium thing mm-hmm. about like life and how um, stars explode when they're when they die mm-hmm. into a supernova mm-hmm. and then that creates like a black hole yeah it's really cool and then that like all the particles and energy from that creates a new star mm-hmm. which is or like a planet yeah um there's only so yeah. much in the in the universe right there's only so much yeah like, there is technically a limited amount uh and it's just so wild because we just keep on reusing it. It gets quote unquote destroyed and then rebuilt and yeah. all this energy, you know, like on earth, we definitely like lose heat and we gain heat from the sun. Right. It's just like, it's typical. Uh, greenhouse gases are a real thing. And like the way that the ozone works and we continue to whole thing, whole thing, all, all of the uh, environmental sciences that classes that I've taken have, will come up right now but Mm -hmm. (laughs) um point being is like we are definitely just like the same things over and over again like over and over again yeah and we really can't escape it like we all come from something right whether like one origin in some way and yeah as far back as the big bang right and it's just so cool the fact that we're so intertwined um and i love that you get to share that and experience that through your abilities your sixth sense (laughs) my sixth sense oh this is a weird sixth sense give it to me i probably sound crazy but um i have this weird thing where with dogs okay same (laughs) like if they get close to me to my face okay and i feel like really excited Mm -hmm. and their whiskers like go go on my face or whatever they like lick me Mm -hmm. um and i and just feeling the love and like feeling so connected. Yeah. My whole face will go tingle, tingly. Okay. And my mouth will tickle and like my <laughs> eyes want to shut. <laughs> it makes it sound like I'm actually allergic, but I'm not. I'm not allergic to dogs. That's just kind of that. The first thing that comes <laughs> to my mind is there's like a natural reaction that babies have when you like uh, gently. <laughs> I don't know, like pet or te- what would you call this motion? Caress. Yeah, kind of caress, like where you, for example, it for those that can't see what I'm doing, um, when you take like the back of your finger and you lightly like rub, um, lightly rub like the side of their cheek or their mouth, they just like slowly open their mouth and kind of like lean back, like oh, and like oh. open up. That's like the first thing that you remind me of. It's just like huh. such a natural reaction to be like wow so much love and energy yeah that it, my body's breaking out in hives yeah yeah <laughs> my my so it feels like my eyes want to close and my mouth is like literally tingling and ticklish mm. and weird and like my face will get numb interesting no that sounds like an allergic reaction it's not i believe you it just sounds <laughs> i know like. i know it does and there's nothing online about it. There's no like scientific thing, except the only thing that I've found is one Reddit thread or a couple Reddit threads <laughs> where everyone is describing the exact same thing. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I haven't found this anywhere. Like you guys are the same as me. Like, what is this? Interesting. And we're all like, 
we think it sounds like allergies, but like there's no other explanation. But it's weird. Heard. I believe it's like you. Synesthesia. Synesthesia. It's like a dog synesthesia. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, definitely energy transfers. It's love. It is love. Love is all the same. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is. It's like intense dopamine. It is intense dopamine. Um, I definitely get the 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 love and affection from dogs. Uh, one thing that's kind of weird about me is that I promise this is related. So dogs, when they want to share information, they actually lick the inside of each other's mouths. Hmm. That way they can understand what they eat, where they can get it, Um, especially like pups. When they're like asking for food, they lick like their mother's mouth, right? Mm -hmm. So one day, especially with like huskies, because they're very like still wolf-ish, right? Um so one day I'm at my sister's place and she has a husky and I'm just like being very friendly with this husky and she's loving me. Her name's Annie and Annie. I'm just like, I wonder if this is true. Cause I'm just learning about this information. I open up my mouth and she's just like loving licking the inside of my mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> you let her lick your mouth. <laughs> it was really funny, dude. <laughs> it's really Ew. funny. Yeah. It was pretty disgusting. I'm not going to lie, but it you was French to your, Sister's husky. She, um, excuse me. She Frenched you. She Frenched me. Thank you very okay. much. Uh, I would never French dog. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I have boundaries. Uh, yeah, you, you have much. that boundary. Uh, but no, they like love it. And because, and because of that, we got really close. Um, not oh. just because, but we did get really close. <laughs> Clearly. A little too close. There was, <laughs> there was a point in time where like I went and ran with her. Uh, again, she needs to be ran because she's a husky, right? And one day, I like finally left, right? And a couple minutes later, go by. My sister sends a picture of Annie waiting by the door for me to come back. Aww. I'm just like, oh, this pup. I've no. known her for like three days, and she loves me so much. Is she a puppy? No, she was like oh. two at the time. Oh, like, wow. Like, yeah. She's like, finally, someone that lets me lick the inside of their mouth. Dude, dogs love that shit, dude. Like, watch. Try it with the puppy. <laughs> when it's like all that mm. freshness. <laughs> they love it. They go wild I'm for good. it. It's so cute. Um, I'm really good. Yeah, I don't blame you. Most people are. But I find it really entertaining. <laughs> I don't want to yuck your yum. No, don't yuck it. But it is <laughs> yucky, I will say. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't say it's a yum, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a yum. Yeah. But I find it fun. It's like a good little intimate moment. Um, yeah. What? I also have a thing where I know usually the last time I'm ever, ever going to see someone. Mm, like I, I feel it in my bones. Or at least the last time I'll see someone for a while and I remember it. Okay. Like I remember the last time I saw you. Before. We saw each other again. Well, yeah, it was like the last day of summer camp. Okay, yeah, I guess that's not that funny. <laughs> or that's not that, like, interesting. It's like, oh, this is it. Until the next time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're right. That wasn't, that's not special to remember. Oh, I love that that you did remember that. You're like, this is going to be it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, very normal. Um, Very, very normal. It's still so great that you came back into my life. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. What? You gave me like this weird side eye. Like, yeah, sure. Okay, Antonio. Sorry. Nothing. Like, yeah. 
I'm sure you love the fact that I came back in your No, life. no, no. God. It's all good. For sure. I kind of want to talk about this because I have a friend who's kind of going through something similar. I've had a couple friends go through something similar. What um, something? So sometimes you like sometimes when like you get really sad or you're depressed or you have anxiety or different things like that and you have just like something going on, you can feel like really how do I put it you can feel kind of like an imposter do you ever feel that way like with your friends yeah like like do you feel like you like you ever been found out or like you're gonna be found out by your friends do you know what that means like dissociative things no feelings kind kind of so like found out to be an imposter Mm mm-hmm like not who you say you are yeah yeah. So a lot of it is just like for me when I grew up, I the way that I kind of quote unquote survived was by putting on what I like to call different masks so I can I think we've talked about this so I can, you know, make friends with people, right? Put on a front, put on a facade, whatever you want to call it. Um but as I grew up, I started to get rid of that masks, all those masks and kind of become into my own person, you know, definitely have to like put energy into different spots, right? Where maybe I'm not the happiest person, but I put it on, especially when I was super depressed and that can definitely still feel like a lot of work. Um, especially when you're going through like depression or some kind of stuff like that. Uh, but you know, when you're putting on that energy and one day you like hurt someone or like you get really hurt, you can feel like, Oh no, I'm so scared. Like all my friends are going to find out about me. Do you, do you understand or have you ever felt that way? Um, not in a while, but I guess if I feel like I've been pretending to be someone in order for them to like me. Mm -hmm. Right. That's Mm -hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. But like on a grand scale, like everyone, Oh, everyone. Yeah. Um, like everyone's going to leave you once they find out. I mean, I guess I felt like deep down with the sexuality thing. Mm. That's, I think the only way that I can relate to that. Maybe. Yeah. Like shame is kind of attached to it. Um, shame and guilt is typically what's attached to it a lot of the time, but it was really interesting because my friend was like, my friend is going through, a hard time right now i don't know what it is that she has been well i do know what it is but she's been like going through a hard time especially with friends and she's just like i feel really shitty and i don't know what to do and i feel like i'm just tired and my friends are gonna leave me and all these different things and i talk th- like everything through with her and i think like what's what's really universal is the fact that we all feel like we're going to be found out. But 
one thing I like to ask is, do you really believe that you're that good of an actor, that good of a liar, that good of a f- like of an imposter to put on a hmm. front with everyone in your life? Yeah. That no one sees it, right? That no one cares to ask. Like that's it's most likely not true if you're a typical like if you're going through these emotions, typically it's not true. So is it like this person like people are really depressed? But they're pretending not to be and they're worried that they're going to be found out that they're actually like this. They're actually really sad Um, underneath it all. That is one thing. That is one thing. But it's just like whatever is underlying. You have all these emotions that maybe you haven't shared. Maybe you don't uh, fully acknowledge. Maybe you're trying to figure out yourself um, or just like understand yourself or trying to like figure out your self-worth. Um, a lot of different things. Like it's just a lot of underlying emotions that need to be dealt with. Um, yeah. That are really complex and scary. Yeah. And so I was going to say, it sounds, it's a really complex topic. Yeah. And I think it's really cool and self-aware to realize, to actually realize that too. And like put it into words. Me? Just people. People in general. Who like the, that are realizing that they are maybe masking and you know. Well, I think a lot of the times that people don't realize it. Yeah. Like, they just feel like they're going to be found out. Right. Like they, they don't reckon like they might recognize that they're putting on these different masks, but what it is is like everyone feels like they're going to be found out when in actuality what's happening is that all like eventually you learn to become your own person. You know, these masks can come off. Some of them can stay on. Can, some of them can become a part of who you are, which isn't a bad thing. None of the, like none of these scenarios are bad uh, or have to be bad. Um, but it's just like when people feel like they're going to be found out, it's just typically, typically that they become their own person and that they don't know how to like accept that because now they have to deal with the fact that this is them not something that they have to put up a front of. Hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like they don't have to put up this front that they're finally having to deal with. Like, what if they find me out? What mm. if there's something that they don't like about me and they mm. share it with everyone that everyone mm, hates everyone me. Everyone leaves me. And yeah. Everyone leaves me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the core fear pain. Yeah. That's our, core wound as children too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a huge part and a lot of us like learn it out of either necessity or through family or through friends mm-hmm. or whatever right it's typically like nurture that, mm-hmm. that set this up but what i find that one no one's gonna find you out because there's nothing to find out about you Unless you, yeah. you know, unless if there's like definitely something where you're like you killed someone and you, then right. and then don't get you're found secretly out. Secretly, right? like a sniper. Yeah, just killed people. Yeah, putting like down Barry. John Doe's. Um, like unless you're doing something like that, most of the time, like yeah, you might have a secret that you don't want to share with people. That's fine. Yeah, maybe you have like something shameful that you don't want to share. That's fine. That's okay. That is very human. Everyone loves you still. Like, even if you do one thing, like, if you hurt someone's feelings, it's okay. Mm. Especially if they, like, come back and they want to talk about it. That's great. You're not, you're going to make mistakes. 
you're gonna like you're gonna just like fuck up and it's fine it's humans yeah. and people want to get to know you mm-hmm. like yeah it's people love vulnerability usually healthy people they want to be friends with people who can be themselves so like even if they find you out maybe that's a good thing you know yeah. maybe maybe that isn't so bad yeah being vulnerable yeah that's true people also don't care as much as you think they do true dude so that's like a huge part of it true or Pe- even people if- aren't thinking about you as much as you think people are good point yeah um i think what what really triggered that what this for my friend now that you say that is the fact that she found out that one of her friends was talking behind her back mm. like negatively about her that can cause a big freak out for sure yeah which is super normal again the finding out the my friends actually don't like me they have a facade putting up like all these different things right that is just your brain freaking out saying i'm losing all my friends i'm gonna be alone i think that it's very normal it's very common however to those that are feeling this or have felt this please put down the the alarms everything is fine remember that if someone did this to you you would feel very very okay right if so, like if it, the roles were rever- reversed everyone like you would be very understanding right and you want your friends to feel the same way yeah and people who would drop you quickly they don't deserve True. To be your friend. True. I find it to be a weeding process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like if something bad happens and your and your relationship was that fragile, then obviously the depth wasn't there, which is hard because like sometimes it's a long term friend where you just like had this fragile thing, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes it's like definitely a big thing, like oh you killed my brother, can't be around you, yeah, or oh you slept with my partner. And we're in a monogamous relationship and you kept yeah. it from me. Mm, definitely, mm, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but like when you're just like, you hurt someone's feelings, like you say something negative and they freak out, probably a sign that you like, they don't deserve that kind of love that you're, that you're yeah. giving. Right. Yeah. I'm dealing with a f- that with a friend now, How right so? now too. Um, it's like a long-term friend who it's been like a rocky friendship for a few years, mm-hmm. but by and large, a good close friend and, um, one I love, but like, it's been like, they can never be there for me when they're going through a hard time yeah, in any way. And so like, if I, whenever I've like asked for emotional support, mm-hmm. Or like anything, they're they're always like, I can't even get involved because I don't want to be brought down because mm. I can't like take that on. Take for that you. on, yeah. So like, so that that's rough. Yeah. yeah, good luck. Even though I always have been there for them um, mm-hmm. in every other way. Your friends or your- my friend, yeah. Got it. Yeah, it was like a cry for help, but they were like, I can't be there for you. Sorry. And I was like, well, this is serious. So like, great. I guess you're just like not. Yeah. You're not capable. It's, it's really hard because especially when you're younger, like in college, when you're in a quote unquote adult. No, we're not technically 
under the government, you're an adult, right? Yeah. But you don't have the skills of an adult. It's really hard because you just don't know what to do. And that can really like put a rift in a friendship, if not like an entire chasm. Yeah. Right. And that I understand is really hard. I've experienced something similar um, on both sides where I'm just like, I'm really sad that I can't give you what you want or what you need. Or I can't, res- or you can't give me what I need, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And it's just like, okay, we found a line, we found a boundary. What to do with it now, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how important is this to you? All these different things. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah, but it's at a point where, if I do anything, like she doesn't communicate with me what her needs are, and if I say one thing that she doesn't like like she goes off on me mm. and kind of like it feels like an attack heard when i'm not and then doesn't really allow me to like express explain yourself. yeah or like dis- discuss yeah it kind of the, the first image that i had in my head was like or kind of related thing was how you can kind of relate like the first testament of the Bible being like walking on eggshells. And then if you break any, God will smite you kind of deal. I've never heard of that. God, yeah. Like that was just like how Catholics kind of viewed like the first Testament. And then the second Testament being like Jesus coming and saving everyone. Right. Mm. It's like, Oh, if you like do anything wrong, you're going to be smited or yeah. smote or whatever the past tense will be. But you're already walking on eggshells. Yeah. So you're set up to fail. Exactly. Kind of deal. Wow. And I feel like a lot of relationships with friends and relationships in general can kind of be like that where you're just like constantly like treading on water, treading on water, trying Mm. to make this person happy, trying to give them what they want. Yeah. Right. And either it's just like you being a sweetheart and or this person's being manipulative or like has some other underlying issues or like say they're going through some hard time and they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. I think it's definitely like that, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. Still doesn't mean they can take it out on me. Yeah. 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 I agree. It's just like, just because this person is going through something that might be really hard. Yeah. For sure. Let's like, let's just say depression. Mm -hmm. Let's just say depression. They're going through depression and they have a lot of things like going on their head. They're really struggling, having a hard time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if they ask for help and you, and you give them help and then they kind of like, uh, what's it called? Like come like fight you and get angry at you. Yeah. It's just like, it's not okay to hurt the people that are trying to help you, especially when you ask for it. It's, it's up to them to kind of express what you need mm-hmm. or express what they need. And for that person to try to help you. It's just like, it's, it's like you're setting up that person to fail if you're going to not give them anything and then expect them to figure it out. Yeah. And when they do not communicate. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they do try to help you, but it's actually mm-hmm. something that you, it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not helpful the way they want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you yell, and at, they them. yell at them. Yeah. That's just, exactly how I felt. Yeah. It's just like, it's not fair. It's not okay. It's not helpful. It's like, it's, it's harmful to you and that person. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why? Or not why. I know why, because I've been on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, it's, it's, it's 
something that can really, really put a strain between two people. And it's really sad because a lot of it is just, a lot of it is just communication. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even if someone does communicate that and then you do it exactly that way and then they get angry at you. That typically, yeah. Dude, there's so many scenarios where people can be so like hurtful when you try to give them your all, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's really, really sad. And again, it's like being kind of, and then that kind of implies all these other things. It's like you can get yelled at for things that you didn't do or things that you try to do well that they specifically asked. And then eventually it kind of comes into this mindset of, oh, if I do anything wrong, especially as like a kid, right? If your parents are always yelling at you, even when you do things right. Um, when you do things wrong at any point, you kind of internalize it like, oh, I'm bad. I'm doing it wrong. I can't do it right. Like kind of start like learning how to repercuss yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And it's just. So then I just throw up my hands and I'm like, I'm not doing anything then. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, I'm just gonna, you know, put this person in wait and put them in timeout for a bit. Saying, like, hold on, we just need a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Take some it. space. <laughs> Definitely need it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think like space, especially when someone is doing that is kind of the healthiest way. Um, yeah. To say, Hey, heard, heard, you're hurt. Given space. Yeah. yeah. You're hurt. I can't help you. And if you're mm-hmm. going to get angry at me for not helping you yeah. after I've tried, then this is something that exactly. you, you need to work on. Right. Yeah. I also think like my go-to in most situations mm-hmm. is to make jokes and like keep things lighthearted. Yeah. And I think that, can rub Isn't people the wrong way. Maybe, yeah. It's kind of hard. If they're not feeling that mm-hmm. vibe. Some people, like, I can relate. I can very much relate, uh, especially with myself. Like, one time I uh, had, I think it was either E. coli or salmonella. And oh, shit. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, and I was, like, going to the hospital, and, like, the, the, par- the paramedics, paramedics are picking me up. And I'm like cracking jokes because I'm just like anything to kind of distract myself, right? Yeah. I'm like literally dying in my fucking bed. I'm just oh, like, oh, I'm doing great. Literally like, dying? Like not actually, but like okay. I feel like yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, you feel like you're dying. I feel like I'm dying in my bed. Um, and I'm just like joking. And my mom's like, can you freaking stop, dude? You're like, you're not making your case any better. You're not making your case any better by like making jokes, right? But you're not making it any worse. Uh, if you're well, distracting her, yourself. Her thing was like, if the paramedics don't believe that you're in danger, then they're not going to take you, right? Oh, really? Yeah, kind of deal. I don't know. It, oh. it was it was a weird dynamic. Point being, though, is that some people don't appreciate the lightheartedness because they want... To be taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of hard because yeah, it's just like... I get that. Sometimes it, it's just like, it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things yeah however we can take things very personally not saying that it's invalid of course yeah i don't want to um, invalidate anyone whenever people say i can't complain it's like no you're allowed to complain yeah you can definitely complain like you're it's very very okay to complain um yeah 
maybe just mm-hmm. like don't go out of your way to but yeah you're, I mean, you're allowed to and i could see now that like like through this conversation that maybe my friend felt i was invalidating mm. her feelings by making things lighthearted, mm-hmm. and i was just like and from my perspective I didn't know what what else to do because I wasn't there physically. Yeah. So I'm like, what can I do to distract Mm -hmm. someone? Because I know that they're going through a hard time. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel that. And, like, I've been there. So, I don't know. But it's not what they wanted. And then they got mad at me. A lot of the... Yeah. I I think this kind of goes back to how sometimes friends just want to be heard. Yeah. Right? And... Sometimes people like misery loves company, right? And when they want, sometimes when people want to be mm. taken seriously, they also want you to feel bad. Yeah. Like a little bit of pity, right? So it's like, if I'm not, if I'm positive and jolly, like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good because it also contrasts them being sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's just like finding, finding that balance. Like some people do want that space to just like, ugh, kind of deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Some people really want to just like drag other people down. That's fine. Right. Like, Hey, I'm going mm. through this. Therefore you should feel bad too. Well, I don't think that's fine. No, I agree. It's not fine. Yeah. It's not fine. Um, that is like, okay. If you're the receiving end, you need to like, yeah, you know, find where you can help find if you can't first, if you can help find where that is yeah and then go ahead and make appropriate decisions right yeah because there's a balance of like being sucked in and manipulated and like feeling bad for this person having them like become your life versus you just like saying i can do what i can you know some people have different limits like i can only chip in in this way i know you need this but i really suggest that you try to find this other person putting up your own boundaries is really healthy saying no saying like I can't do this because I also need to watch out for myself and, mm-hmm. and you know in positive ways like the friend who's just like I can't give you any emotional support less than ideal yeah um but at least like putting up the boundaries right like a good start <laughs> a good start mm. you know it's it doesn't feel good it's, yeah but like a good idea of we want our friends to be able to put, like give us the support that we need, but also to not put all of our needs into this person. Right. Mm. Like your friend is a very specific scenario. Mm-hmm. But point being is like, we want to be able to like ask for a little bit of help from here and there, get help from like our village. Right. Our yeah. Family. And not just rely on, the one person. One person, yeah. Mm-hmm. Put all the stakes into that. And it can be very draining for that person. Yeah. And that's where like a lot of tension and, and resentment and strength can come from. Yeah. And I had I did try to give space before I went lighthearted mm-hmm. for to have them vent and like mm-hmm. they could tell me anything. Mm-hmm. Like they knew. And I asked them multiple times, you know. Yeah. How are you? You know, like taking it seriously. Yeah. And they didn't seem like they wanted to go into it because they gave like one sentence answers or just like very vague. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they don't want to talk about it. Like, let me pivot. But I still want to be talking to them. Mm -hmm. So like, let me pivot to like a joke or something that we can talk about that is relating to our old good old days or whatever. Yeah. 
but then that's when they got mad so that you weren't taking them seriously because you tried to pivot the snare yeah the conversation when they didn't want to talk about it. yeah when to me they didn't they weren't making effort to talk about it so what can i do yeah dude i'm not gonna ask a third time yeah i hear it but then i got frustrated yeah that i get that i actually used to be that way because i didn't know how to like like very similarly it was like like starting a conversation and then immediately like as my friend would like to say throwing the phone out the window just would start a conversation then just never respond like Hmm. i i did something very similar and it was just not healthy it was not okay it was definitely like a self-fulfilling prophecy of oh no one wants to help me when i just wasn't giving them the space to help me yeah you know it's just like we can only accept the space the help that we feel in love that we feel we deserve and if we don't feel like we deserve these things then we start pushing away people then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of us saying like oh no one wants to help me i'm all alone all these different things right and then it kind of feeds into itself which is like just take a step of saying hey can you help me i appreciate your help mm-hmm. i'd appreciate it you can't okay move on to the next one hey can you help me i'd really appreciate your help mm-hmm. kind of deal. asking for help is huge and it's really hard it's very scary it's very hard very very hard yeah when i was little my report cards like from like second grade whatever all the way up to fourth grade would be like has trouble asking for help mm-hmm. specifically that's what the teachers would say yeah it's a skill and takes a lot of like uh courage to mm-hmm. do it to admit that you're wrong to mm-hmm. admit that you're quote like the thought process is that you're a failure if you're wrong right mm-hmm. to admit that you're wrong but also to recognize that you're not a failure because you can't learn if you don't fail. Mm-hmm. Failing does not mean failure. It just means an opportunity to grow. And I think what a lot of people also forget is that positivity, uh, like when you put a positive spin on something, that you're not negating them. And that it it's just like, there's like, oh, get over it kind of deal. Everything's fine, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you have a great life. You have like a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a partner in general, you have like a million dollars, you have a great house, like all these different scenarios. It's like, yes, but I'm feeling these things. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like toxic. And yeah. That's bad. not good. But like putting a positive spin of saying, this is actually a learning moment, you know, like how, like, yes, this is shitty. You should feel whatever that feeling is, but how do we move forward? You know, we can't change the past, but we can't change the future. We can make actions now to help us in the future. And it's hard. It's hard. It's really, really hard to say, like, I am going through growth and I'm failing, feeling like I'm mm-hmm. failing. How do I get better? Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yep. Period. Period. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Question mark. Exclamation point. Colon. <laughs> Semicolon. Uh ampersand <laughs> we're just gonna go through all yeah of them. umlaut did you ever like see like the entire trend of like getting tattoos of the semicolon yeah and it's like your story isn't over or something uh-huh. what do you think of that that was very cute yeah um it kind of related yeah uh, i could see you having that yeah uh definitely related definitely didn't feel like super attached <laughs> to that idea um but I I thought it was very cute and endearing. And I love that some people really 
fell in love with it. I yeah. It was a good, a good way to bring up that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. very, very difficult. What else is uh, going on with you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I've been talking about myself. What do you mean? I feel like we've been going back and forth. Yeah, and we also, have. Also, I never mind if you just talk about yourself. I Why would really? I ever mind? Yes, Abby. Okay. I, how many times have I said, Abby, I will always say I can't have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I always love helping and talking with my friends. Like, if it's about them for the entire conversation, that's great. If I wanted to talk about myself, I would talk about myself. Yeah. I feel like you... You go back and forth. Yeah. 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 You know, try to. I can see the waveforms going back and forth. I can see the So I can waves. literally see how it's like not a completely unequal conversation. No, it goes. It definitely goes back and yeah. forth. It's like I go quiet. You go quiet. I go quiet. I go quiet you, go quiet, quiet. you go quiet. I go quiet. You know, a dialogue. What an idea. Yeah. Uh, but no, I never mind when when you talk. I One thing that actually like makes me really sad is how people say sorry after they talk about themselves. Like you do that on occasion. It makes me really sad because I want to hear these things about you. Like I want you to feel comfortable expressing yourself mm-hmm. and like talking about your, your like yeah, being vulnerable. It's true. It's I feel the same way about you talking to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never, I'd never think I'd never sit there and be like, ugh. he's burning me. What the heck? He's taught like, <laughs> yeah, like I would never think that, but I for some reason think that people act or think like that if I talk about myself. Yeah, it's very very common. Um especially among women. Like you know how there's like the yeah. thing of women asking for like asking a question in class and they go, "Sorry, but" Yeah, well, women say sorry way more than men, which is astoundingly unproportional. Like men, well, God. What do you mean unproportional? Like I feel like more men should be saying sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I'm gonna look actually up if there's a statistic. I'm pretty interested. How many? Wait, what would be the right question for this? What percentage? How often do women oh, yeah. say sorry compared yeah, to men? That's good. I'm gonna try. Oh shit, no. Oh shit, no. I was going to try to do the like the swipe, but I don't think I have the setting on serving over a thousand adults. The survey found that whilst a typical male apologizes eight times in a day, women exceed this saying, sorry, an average of 10 times a day. Huh? Well, that I thought it was going to be more, but there, I mean, it's still saying like women say more, say sorry more. You said 10 times more 10. No, Eight to ten. So it's like men say sorry eight times a day. Women say sorry ten times a day. Interesting. I thought it was going to be more of a gap. Well, there's also like the constant ongoing study of who talks more, right? Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. I found studies for both. I don't. I did too. Yeah. It's just constant. I looked it up after we talked about it and I was like. It's. I guess there is men do speak more than women, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, there was a post that I saw where it was like, the uh, people nowadays can find any information that they want. 
for example, I'm going to get a coffee and I can look up how coffee can cause blindness and immediately shows like an article of look at three cups of coffee a day can cause blindness. What? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, I no. bet you I can find an article that says coffee actually increases. Eyesight. Oh yeah. And yeah, it goes yeah. like, Oh, coffee a day actually shows like uh, that your eyesight can, or can help your eyesight. And yeah. It's like all these different conflicting information because humans really just don't freaking know. know right? Yeah. And we think that the internet's true. Just how it is. Yeah. It's freaking wild. I feel like we freak out so much about things that we just don't oh know. Oh my god! Yeah, my one of my coworkers, she makes me feel like I'm gonna die, like <laughs> every day based on like little things I eat. She's like, "Oh, you like that water? Yeah, that water is gonna kill you." I mean, like, it probably will. Yeah. everything does kill you slowly, right? Yeah, but she's like, "Oh, never eat those like chips again, because those are like horrible for you." And it's like, oh, God. And then she's like, oh, the almond milk you drink? Yeah, that's horrible, too. <laughs> so I went through, like, this really bad spiral for a week. It was also, like, bad for if you have eating disorders. Yeah, for sure. Like, really bad. So mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I can't eat anything. Yeah. And, like, things that I thought were healthy, I was like, oh, they're actually horrible for me. So then I was like, I'm going to eat only uh, Rice and meat. Water. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, I'm only going to eat meat vegetables like a paleo diet yeah and i'm not gonna drink and i'm not gonna have cheese or sugar or carbs so paleo diet ever again yeah yeah that lasted about a week it's hard dude yeah first of all like i mean there is the argument that that's how humans should eat mm. right i mean like to a degree but also and like how there's intermittent fasting you know humans don't always have a meal and prepped in front of them i think that's time. good um like like there's a whole lot of things right yeah however we are in a society where we have now also increased our lifespan by how many yeah. decades of years and yes we've also found a lot of science and we can tech you know we've done so much to progress modern medicine like, yes and the people in the paleolithic age were not living until they were 80 whatever yeah they were living until like 30 <laughs> I think more like well, it depends on Whatever. which era. Yeah, but like, yeah. typically we say thirty. Yeah. Also, they weren't eating meat like every meal a day. No. Because it was hard. You had to hunt meat. Yep. It was hard to find meat, so they were probably eating more grains than anything. True. And they were like like rice and wheat and stuff like that, or just like beans that they found. Beans. Yeah. So dude. like that's actually what the paleo diet is. I listened to this podcast called Maintenance Phase. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. I recommend it to like everyone. Um, and it just goes through like all diets and kind of debunks them and like shows like what, I, what is actually real and how manipulative and backwards diet culture is. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah. I've always firmly believed that any, the diet that works for you and that you stick with is the one that, or the one that you stick with is the one that works. Yeah. Um, like that's the most important part of any like habit, right? Including a diet. Yeah. Um, just like finding something that works for you, you know, it might not be the big change that you are hoping for that everyone says, but you know, small things add up. You could be like, Oh, I'm just going to cut out cheese. Oh, I'm just going to cut out sides. Like for example, getting French fries, those go a long way. Like, Oh, I could still eat a burger here and there. 
Um, and then you just kind of, that's you, true. Yeah. Just small things, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do something huge. And yeah, like maybe we don't live the healthiest lives, especially as Americans where we have the highest obesity rate. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're not obese. No, we're not obese. Um, but point being is like, like it's, it's, there's always a reason to not do something. Right. Mm-hmm. If you live in this constant paralysis, like the paradox of choice, right where mm. you have so many options that every option's bad or that every option's going to give you something negative, then you're never going to make a choice and feel good about it. Mm. Just like weighing out all the things saying, okay, this isn't great, but also I deserve a cheat day or I'll do better next time. Like, well, kind of like a little less on that one, but all these different things where it's just like you, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's all okay. going to be fine. Mm-hmm. If, if, like, it's not going to be this one bag of chips that kills me, right? Right. Uh, unless you choke on it and die, then that's, like, a different scenario, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely different. That's a, defi- that's a very different scenario, but eating the chips successfully is not going to be the reason that you die. Yeah. One bag, right? One bag. Small things. Mm-hmm. Small things. Just accepting the things as they are, moving forward. Moving forward. Yep. Hobbies. Hobbies. So we're getting tired and we're getting delusional. I think we should call it. Okay. Yeah, this is a long one that we've been talking about, like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, this was a good one. This was fun, Abby. Uh, I always love talking with you. Please stop saying yeah. sorry whenever we talk because okay. I like hearing That's about point, your life. Yes. Huh? That's the point. What? Talking. But- yeah, I want hanging out. Th- so I don't. Like, I don't want to talk about me all the time. That would yeah. suck. Like, yeah. I already know about me. <laughs> I want to know right. about Abby. Yeah, same, same for you. Yeah, thanks, and I appreciate you coming over here every time. And like, it's nice. It is so nice. Yeah, I love. Appreciate you over. making the trek, dude. Yes, yeah, like the five or ten minute trek. Yeah, and somehow I'm late every time. <laughs> mm. I kind of like it. Okay, cool. As long as you like. It's fine. Yeah. It's like an understood eight to eight. Yeah. I'm like never ready right at eight. Cool. I think it's actually, <laughs> there is this thing where, so whenever I host a party, I say one time, like, for example, my party at sa- on Saturday was at seven, right? And it yeah. always prepped to be ready by seven. Or like a little before. And then sometimes I get prepped and then I just sit there. I'm like, right. People are supposed to come late to party. Yeah. That's what I do with my parties too. <laughs> but you have to be ready just in case. Yeah. I mean. But then I'm, you sit there for two hours. Yeah. Like, sometimes. Like when I had my birthday party, I said two. Oh, yeah. And then everyone showed I up was at late. like two. Three. No, you were appropriately timed. Okay. Like. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, again, it was an all day event. Like I had people yeah. come at like 10. Yeah, I left it like I left late too. It was yeah. like eleven or twelve yeah, at that point. That was so fucking. That was hard. really fun. That was really fun too. Yeah. But point but being is like, like parties are supposed to show a little late. It's actually almost rude in American culture to show up on time, right? True. Yeah. So don't worry about it. But anyway. Anyway. We love you all. Love you. You're all beautiful and amazing, and we hope that you have a great week. Good night. Bye. <laughs>